0: One of them books before. Hey, them. Welcome home, Barry. Welcome home. Jason, well, come in, come in, come in, come in. Oh, am I glad to see you, Barry? How do you feel? Oh, I feel fine. Uh, as for these crutches here, I'm throwing them overboard any day now. <laughs> friend of yours here, eh? Huh? Yeah. Well, now don't tell me this is Jed. Bless me, what a fine big lad. <laughs> And, uh, you're sure you're really feeling all right, Bearing? i oh, blast you, Jason. Stop asking me how I feel. Well, I've been worried about you. Last word we had was from Eli Bacon after he hailed you off New Zealand a year ago. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, what maybe I killed you letting you go to sea hurt like you were. Eli Bacon. Can't wait to sew me up in canvas. How much oil did Mr. Long-nosed Bacon bring back? Well, he had bad luck. $1,400. 1400 That's <laughs> it. What's the record for this part, you recall? You know very well the record's 2,217, barrels. Well, it ain't no more. What's that? It's 2,246. Say, Barry, is that the truth? Or are you just... Mr. Stewart says maybe it's even a world record. Okay. Back to them books. That's the last time, though. Hi, sir. Say, I sir. Barry, I can't tell you how proud I am for you. It doesn't often happen for a man to have a record to retire on. Retire? Who says I'm retiring? Well, I, I didn't mean to bring it up right now, but, uh, Well, why not, Barry? The board of directors are giving you a pension. Three thousand a year. Oh, isn't that nice? No. Figured I ain't got another voyage in me, huh? Oh, be reasonable. It's not just the directors. The insurance company says so, me. too. Now, oh, don't tell me you want to go to sea again. Oh, maybe so. Maybe not. I ain't decided. Well, what is it? Is it the boy? You want to leave someone else named Joy on the quarter deck? Mm. Because if that's it, it's nothing but pride. Now look. Nice looking. There ain't no directors, no, 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 no insurance company doing my deciding for me. No, no, you me, <laughs> All right, bearing. All right. Yeah. Uh, you'll be needing this. Key to your house. Yes, uh, thank you. Everything's clean and ready for you. Mm. It's a right pleasant house, being Yes. Yeah. You and the boy should be real comfortable there. Me and the boy be real comfortable aboard this vessel. Good to see you, Ked. He's a fine lad, Ben. Thank you. Are we going home, Lester? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, come along, boy. We're going home. You still up, dead? Fast four boys. I've been studying, Grandpa, like you told me to. Oh, well. Well, I've, uh, I've just been calling on the school superintendent. You'll take the examination tomorrow morning. Yes, Grandpa. If I fail, I can't go to see no more. That's it, ain't it, Grandpa? Oh, I ain't saying it is, and I ain't saying it ain't. And, and no more gab about failing. You, you hear me? But I, I just don't know nothing about this book running a bill. It ain't Useless, maybe, but... Don't you ever let me hear you calling a Bills? Yes, sir. Uh, uh, what's threatening you special? What book you've been studying? This one. It's a grammar book. Well, what don't you know about it? Well, what's the one thing? I don't know what parse means. Parse? It says parse the following sentence. Hmm, parse. In the front of the book, it says parse is a verb transitive. Yeah, I was just about to tell you that, boy. <laughs> accepting that I I, I didn't think you'd understand. I don't. Well, uh, it means... um, It says it means to resolve. I know what it means. I wish you'd tell him then. Well, uh, resolve means to uh, uh, to, kind of take something apart. Like you take a knot apart. See how it's tied. Well, that's what you do to a sentence. You bust it all up into adverbs and adjectives. (laughs) Interesting, isn't it? I'm scared, Grandpa. I just can't think anymore. I get all mixed up. I just can't think. All right, boy. All right now. You've done enough for one day. Time is both in our beds. Can I sleep in your room, Grandpa? It's got two beds, and I... Well, it's being your first night to show. thank you, Grandpa. Yeah. Grab hold of that lamp, boy, get above. Lively now. Lively? Grandpa? Huh? Just now you were praying. You were praying like I wasn't going to pass the examination. Oh, I didn't mean to, good. I was just letting the Lord know that if he's got some disappointment for us to face tomorrow, that... Well... I'll try, Grandpa. I'll well. But if you don't, Pettis, well, it could be that the Lord means it's for our own good. But i got to go to see Grandpa, to get raised proper, like we always said. And I'm saying that maybe he don't want me to raise you in no place like that. You know, it's a rough, tough, hard life, boy. I want to go to see Grandpa. Yeah, sure you do. Sure you do. Eh, <laughs> uh, Jed... To this house here. You don't remember much about it, do you? I... I was pretty young then, I guess. Yeah. Mighty interesting subject, remembering? Mighty scientific subject. It is? Yeah. Now, just being scientific, you wouldn't remember the night you was brought in here to my room to sleep, would you? Night your ma died. I don't think so, Grandpa. No, just lonesome you was. Just lonesome. I think I remember, Grandpa. Kind of. I had to kiss you goodnight. Even just like I was your ma. <laughs> Seemed to make you forget about being lonesome. Funny, ain't it? I guess so, Grandpa. Yeah. Uh, I don't suppose that right now you'd... Uh, you... Uh... Yeah? Oh, nothing, boy. Nothing, nothing. Not, not. Now, well, you're mighty young like you said. I go to sleep. Go to sleep. So, oh, you'd like to wait here in my office, Captain Joy, until the examination is over. Uh, you, you sure I ain't bothering you, Mr. Bush. <laughs> After all, you being the school superintendent... I only the, wish you'd stop worrying about the boy. Mr. Bush, you're a married man, huh? Is uh, father any children? Uh, no, we've never been blessed with any Captain Joy. But well, you know about them, though. Uh, I guess it ain't Anything. so hard, is it? Uh, being a parent? Well, it ain't just being a parent. It's being a parent ashore. Well, some pretty fair people have managed to get raised ashore. That's right. It's Abe Lincoln now. He made it handsome. Most handsome. The Lincoln's folks were shore folks. And that makes a difference. If need be, Captain, if Jed doesn't pass, I think you'll make it handsome, too. You've given the boys something to look up to. That's the hardest part. You brought home a record, didn't you? A record that will stand yet I'll tell you the kind of a record I brought home. I had a right ear in my hand to keep Jed out there for one more watch. That's all I needed, just one more watch. Only it ain't going to come about. And Because of me? Because I kept him ignorant. Because I couldn't teach him Papa. I didn't know it meant that much to Uh, you. If you'll excuse me, Captain, I have a message for one of the teachers. I almost forgot. Yes, Mr. Bush, that's the kind of a record I brought home. Corrected any of the papers yet, Miss Hopkins? Arithmetic spelling in English, Mr. Bush. He's working on geography now. Well? Simply Deplorable. So far, his average is 32. Miss Hopkins, you will give him a mark of 70. What? What did you say, I said you will give him a mark of 70. I am not going to tell that old man that his boy failed. But he did fail. And if you want me to falsify an examination, just you... right, then. You tell him. Go on. Tell him that he has to raise that boy on shore that he can't take the last of the joys to see again to make a wrangling master out of him. You go ahead. I'm not man enough. we have no right, Mr. Bush. No right to send him where the only things they will learn about are the sin and that terrible, rough life. It's not enough. There's a little matter called character, Miss Hopkins. That old man has a textbook that builds character. Take has no words, Miss Hopkins. But if I could learn to read that book of his, I'd give up knowing how to spell. And I'd give up a good deal more if I had that boy's chance to be a man. Oh, I know, I know. But the point is... The point is, Miss Hopkins... That we will lock the paper, haven't hey, Come in. Glad you step by the office. You can stay there, right? Jason. Just tell me what you've done about refitting the vessel. Well, we haven't done anything yet. Uh, oh, I, I'd like you to meet Mr. Lunsford here. Mr. Lunsford, this is Captain Joy. I do. I do know, sir. Well, what do you mean you ain't done nothing? Well, I... Uh, oh, I see... It must have passed, eh? Passed? Of course he passed. 70% in every subject. Not <laughs> bad for a boy who never went to school. Now look, where is it waiting? We got a crew to line up and the first mate to find. Uh, strange, I was just talking about that with Mr. Lunsford. Oh, you were, huh? Yes, Mr. Lunsford's from Boston. And uh, was he to get a chance to sail with you? Well, it might work out just fine all around. Yeah. Young fella, ain't he, Jason? Yeah. Young and healthy. Well, I imagine I could survive another void, sir. <laughs> Jason. A body would happen. and I can see the wheels running around your head. <laughs> Lunchford comes from Boston. Boston, where them insurance companies but <laughs> Now, it wouldn't be possible that mister Lunchford Lunsford's got his master's papers on him, would it? <clears throat> well, uh... Well, yes, yes, yes. Look, yes, uh, suppose we let Captain Joy look the record over if he wants to, and if he's got any questions to ask good him. That's a going. mighty fine idea, young fellow. Yeah. Uh, let's see them papers, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. There. Here. Yeah. Rigby and Son. That's a good firm. Later promoted to first mate of the Albatross. good ship. Mm-hmm. No. What's this? Just some school credits, sir. Went to school to learn how to take wheel, huh? <laughs> now, that's mighty interesting. What'd they learn in that school, Mr. Lunsford? I studied engineering, seamanship, navigation, marine biology. Oh. Marine by what <laughs> Biology. Hey, now, I'd take it mighty kindly if you were to tell me about that, Mr. Lunsford. Yes, sir. Marine biology covers the feeding habits of the whale, his seasonal movements, his breeding and calving habits. Oh, now, that's mighty wonderful interesting, ain't it, Jason? Uh, Baring, uh, I-, I think that we'd better get on. No, no, I'm worried. For near 200 years, my folks made a terrible living taken whale, and not one of them ever studied that marine by bi-, bi-, bi what do you call it? You reckon we was all that time not knowing that we didn't know what we was doing, Mr. Lunchwood? Captain Joy, I'd like to have been a fourth generation whalerman too. All right, I'm not. But I do know my trade, I'm and I said... Kept... i sorry, Barry. I, I thought you'd be pleased with Mr. Lunchwood's record. No, what give you a notion that I ain't pleased? Please. Well, he suits me fairly proper. Yes, sir, he suits me fine. Oh. You ought to make a mighty interesting voyage, Jason. Mr. Lunsford can tell me about this by, uh, what do you call it? And and it just might be that there's a little point or two where I could tell him. Against the time, I mean, when he takes over a command of his own. It just may be that uh, Mr. Lunsford would rather ship aboard another vessel. No, no, the ship and the master suit me fine. If you'll excuse me, Captain Joy, I'll see you at the vessel, sir. You bet you will, Mr. Lunsford. Well, Mr. Lensford? We've cleared the case, sir. Full sails a lot. Making ten knots, sir. Mm-hmm. You formed any opinion of the crew yet, Mr. Lensford? They appear able enough, sir. Mm-hmm. some good things about them, maybe. You may have noticed that most of my crew generally sign on again. Out of affection, no doubt, sir. Could be, Mr. Lensford. Oh, yes. Could be. That's possible. However, I make no contact with the crew. Now, maybe you think that's because I'm an old man who has needed these here crutches to make my way about. <laughs> Is that what you think, Mr. Lynchford? I hadn't thought about it at all, sir. Uh, I deal with my crew entirely through my first officer and don't meddle. Yes, sir? For instance, it so happens I got Tim the aboard. But his being my grandson don't make him no different from no other folks around. Yes, sir? Now, but we've got a, a special little problem, Mr. Lynchford. My grandson was permitted to make this voyage with the firm understanding that he received his proper portion of the like the law says. Uh, Whilst he was cabin boy, I earned them. But him being crew now is different. I dasn't meddle with the crew no wise whatever, like we said. See, Mr. Lunsford? Oh. Uh, well, uh, yes, yes, but then uh, who's going to... It's teach? a vexing problem. At least, it was a vexing problem. Until it comes to me to remember you and your school. Because, from now on, it can be your duty to oversee his book learning, just like this vessel promised. Oh, but my time's going to be pretty well taken up. Oh, yeah. get so the lessons in any time. Your off hours will be fine, if and don't look so long-faced. I had the feeling when you come aboard that you was ready to take on extra duty was the chance to show itself. Yes, sir. Anything else, sir? No, well, nothing, Mr. Lunsford. <laughs> this here has been a mighty interesting chat. Yes, sir. Mighty Interesting. In just a moment, our stars will return with Act Two of Down to the Sea in Ships. And now here's Libby Collins with the Lux Movie News of the Week. Libby, didn't I see you at Universal International's preview of Katie Did It? I was there, all right, John. And I want to report to Anne Blythe's fans that she's a real comer. You know, she won one of Photoplay's gold medal awards for 1950. In her new picture, she's killed with handsome Mark Stevens and is resented with a slightly scandalous story. As Katie, she poses for a billboard with bare shoulders coming out of a lily pond and that makes her hometown blush. <laughs> Katie does it to repay her uncle's gambling debt, but her 3rd in the is shocked. Now, if you want to know way, whether she marries the artist who painted her or the hometown boy who offers to save her from disgrace, please can you did it yourself. I take it that Anne of the lovely shoulders uh, dresses quite conventionally at other times. Oh, yes, and just the kind of play girls her age loves. A plaid cotton shirt with slack for casual wear, and a darling shirt-maker dress in rose, simple but beautifully tailored. Perfect summer luxibles, I'd say. Indeed they are, John. And this summer's cottons have never been lovelier. New of color fashion is here just in the nick of time. It keeps white cottons beautifully white. Prince looks so gay and alive, you think you're dreaming. All colors have and sparkle, such as you've never seen before. It's a fact. No other way of washing leaves colors fresher or brighter. This is National Cotton Week. The fabulous new cottons come to mind first, but New Lux with Color Freshener is just as wonderful for all whites, all colors, and so safe for everything safe in water. You should hear Hollywood screen stars rove about it. Ann Blythe says it gives the most wonderful results she's ever seen. Now, while your cottons are new, start them off right with this sensational care. New Lux with Color Freshener. Your bike print. Your dreamy your paper white, will fill all summer long. Get a good box of new Lux with color freshener tomorrow. Give your washables that nicest new Lux look again and again. Here's our producer, Mr. William Keeley. Act two of Down to the Sea in Ship, starring Richard Woodmark as Dan Lunsford and Lionel Barrymore as Captain Daring Joy. <laughs> on by, and the flight of Woodward, two sails aloft, sweeps onward to the South Atlantic. On the afterdeck, Captain Joy's grandson keeps an appointment with his new teacher. Well, let's see, you passed the fourth-grade examination, huh? I got several Mr. Lunsford. It was easy. Oh, I'm sure it was. Look at the teacher you had. All right, now it says here in your book that Farmer Brown has a box of 32 apples. He gives eight away, six more a lot before he can get them to market. Now, how many apples are left for sale? I don't know. Hey, look, look at the prices at I asked you a question, mister. I don't know, sir. Besides, I don't know why I have to learn about farmers. Look, 32 apples. He gives eight away, six more a lot. Now, how many are left? Got him? Look, I wonder if we try real hard, we could find something that you do know. What's the longest river in the world? The American. The American. What was the first battle of the Revolution? I don't know. Why do you like to do so many questions? This is the best way in the world. You didn't have to learn about farmers and with apples. And look at Abraham Lincoln. He didn't have to have no schooling to be president. Mm hmm. Well, it wouldn't take long to figure out where you heard that one. All right, Mister. I guess we can't get clues out of a pelican. There are others aboard this ship who want to learn. About apples? About taking whales. We're putting two crews into the water. Mr. Sue's taking one, I'm taking the other. That is, as soon as I pick my men. You need a tillerman, Mr. Linsford. going, Mr. Linsford. I know all about it, tiller. Just wait a minute. can. report to the cook. Maybe there's something you could do to help him. The, the cook, sir? You've got your orders, mister. Yes, sir. <laughs> That coffee, Mr. Tubbs? I'm an earth coming, sir. Okay. Coming. Well, what's the matter with you, boy? Don't you feel like Vittles? I'm all right. Try him with an apple, Mr. Tubbs. Uh, an apple, sir? Oh, no, no. Come to think of it, some people don't like apples. They don't even like the farmers who grow them. He had three and two apples. He gave eight away and six got rotten, so he had 18 left. And the Mississippi is the longest river in the world. And the first battle of Concord. And six times 11 is 66 and six times 12 is 72. And is there anything else you want to know, sir? Yes. Yeah. Where's the sugar, Mr. Tubbs? Uh, Ah! What are you looking at, mister? Can't see much over a rail at night. No, sir. You can't. I, uh... I was sort of hard on you, wasn't I? In front of the crew, too. I... I don't feel like talking, sir. Well, your grandfather's back there. Maybe you feel like talking to him. No, sir. Not special. Uh Well, we could talk about whale, you know. For instance, how big is a bluefin cap when he's born? How old is he before he starts to travel? What does he eat that's different from other whales? Well, come on, mister. What's the matter? How big is he when he's born? Oh, 20 feet, maybe. Did you ever see one? No. Well, how do you know that? I studied about it. Yes, that's right, in books. What whales eat, how they behave. The sum of what a lot of men have found out about them. I could learn that. Sure, you could learn lots of things once you got the hang of studying. Even sevens. what about sevens? Well, that's a mighty important number in a man's life. When he's seven, he changes from a child to a boy. Now, what's twice seven? Fourteen. That's right. And that's about when he stops being a boy and he starts growing into a man. Three times seven? Twenty-one. Yeah, that's when he's all the (laughs) way grown up. Well, he thinks so anyway. But, uh, let's jump ahead a little bit, shall we? What's ten times seven? Seventy? That's right, seventy. Seventy! That's the best age of all if a man has sense enough to meet it the way he ought to. Grandpa's seventy. Oh, is he? But that's a fine time of life, Judd, a man can sit on his front porch in the sun and think about how good he used to be and leave the work of the world to younger and better men. What are you talking so loud for? Well am I? didn't realize I was. Well, that's enough for now, boy. We'll take the eights tomorrow. You ain't mad at me anymore? Go on, get to bed. Good night, Mr. Ritchford. Good night, Jeff. Good night, Captain Joy. Ah, go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Younger and better men. Younger and better men, my fucking... <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Joy, you got a minute to spare me? I'd like to inquire about your schooling. Oh, it's fine, sir. It's not a bit hard, the way Mr. Lesford teaches it. Hmm? What's your arithmetic, sir? It make sense out of it. Like dog bark navigation and how to use it. What kind of navigation? Dog bark, sir. It's like when we're in a fog and we're near land or something. What do we do? What do we do? We throw a rock overside, and if there ain't no echo over the splash, we know we're in clear water. Don't you ever really forget it. Oh, no, sir, I won't. Only well, Mr. Huntsford, he won't throw a rock over. Mm, more likely he throws over one of the crew, huh, <laughs> Oh, no, sir. This is a silly to carry all those rocks, but all you have to do is shout. Shout? Shout at who? Just shout, sir. And then you count slow. And if any echo comes back in, say, five seconds, you multiply five times a thousand, because that's the speed of sound. Then you divide by two, because the sound has to go out and back. It'll you 2,500 feet, and that's the distance you have from land, to an iceberg, maybe. And, and that's dog bark. That's hogwash. <laughs> hogwash! Anyway, sir, Mr. Lunsford's taken his boat out the practice. And he said that I can go in on him. No, now. You don't want to miss none of Mr. Lunsford's wisdom. Here not Mr. George. Go on, get taken, sir. Uh- Mr. Thatch. They come back, sir. With the Lunchton line book. They finally get back. Oh, hand safe. Yes, sir. Bit back where he's headed. They've been pulling him over his flower. expect to have? <laughs> We'll get him aboard, Mr. Thatch. Oh. There's only one thing I want to know. Who's the jokester report who filled that extra sail? I said, who's the jokester who. Excuse me if I interrupting, Mr. Lunsford? Nice practice. Nice, long practice, Mr. Lentz, very commendable. No wonder we got back at all with this special offer course. We might just as well have pulled for land. I expect you could have made it, too. You could have dog-marked it. <laughs> Full sales, Mr. Sewell, hold your course. <laughs> Stand and watch, Mr. Lunsford. Yeah. After all that ruin, you're done. Now, let me bring you a mug of coffee. No, thanks, Mr. Tubbs. All quiet below? All quiet, sir. You, uh, ain't got it figured out yet, have you, sir? What are you talking about? About why this vessel was off course this afternoon. He done it, raising that sail. Some people spit meanness just for the fun of it. You ain't had much truck with feelings, have you, Mr. Lunsford? Look, uh, maybe you'd better get back to your gal. Can't you see, sir, the the captain, he kind of took the boy's feelings for granted, same as we do all our kin, but you're taking that boy away from him, Mr. Lunsford. You're taking something you've got no right to. That old man loves nothing outside of himself and whale oil. He dumped that kid on my deck himself. All I've done is try to hammer his little ABCs into him. No, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Why do you think he's here at sea where he ain't got the strength to be no more? What do you think's driving him on, huh? It's his love for that boy. Now, somebody's gonna get hurt, Mr. Oh, Lunsford, but it ain't gonna be him. Not now, not at his time of life. Not if I'd have to Mr. kill Lums, I think you believe everything you say, but that doesn't make it true. Well, I don't mean a cobbler's nickel to that boy. But if that's all it'll take to make you happy, that's easy. I'll dump him back in the old man's apron and quick, too. Well, it ain't gonna be as easy as you think, sir. No? No, sir. Good night, Mr. Lunsford. Come in, come in. Oh, here sure. yeah. I admire the way you handled the crew today, Mr. Munson. We lost both whales, well, but for the training you give them, I have ended it in the log that way. Thank you, sir. But, uh... I'm here to talk about your grandson, sir. Oh. Seems to me Jed mentioned something that you ain't found time of right late to give him his learning. Well, I, uh, I've been kind of busy, sir. But <gasps> he's coming along pretty well. Yeah. I thought maybe he could go out on our next tour. Well, he's ready send him on. My boat crew's in fine shape. They'll give you their best, sir. Just what does that mean? Well, I, I thought you ought to... Well, I, I mean with your liking for the boy, I, uh... Oh, I thought you'd want to take him out and blood him yourself. Okay. Mr. Lunsford, if any member of this crew is ready to blood and blood him, if you want to put him in your boat, put him there. But don't make such a bother about it. Don't come in here telling me we're in your old boat. I care, Mr. Lunsford? Yes, sir, but just so that we understand no, each other correctly. No, no. to wait, Mr. Lynchburg. cow, you got there, Mr. Lynchford. What the better hundred miles. We fastened down to are not too far from the vessel, sir. Huh? Chances are the other boats had a longer chase. And there's a fog rolling in, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Linsford. But I'm still able to tell between the fog and the black of night. We'll snug down the vessel as soon as you've made your wheels secure down there. Yes, sir. i a sir! Ahoy! Can you sight the mission? Good work, Mr. Yeah, Rum, Mr. Tubbs. Double grab for all hands. Get in some dry clothes, you men, and back on deck. Uh, just a little bit. Do you uh, see anything in out there in that fog do you mean that... they ain't back aboard no when did uh, when did you fight him last just before the weather closed in no sight of him on the way back to the ship i know sir we we had our own trouble sir uh, nice fog Boy, the boy's in that boat too sir uh like some credits mr lincoln put extra men in workout room as many as you can spare Aye, sir. told him not to search beyond the sound of the vessel not more than 10 minutes. Well, that is a good man, sir. Wherever they are, they could still be all right. Mm-hmm. Well, he's talking about putting over another boat, I suppose. Not yeah. to Captain Joyce, sir. He's got his rules. Well, suppose he breaks them for once. That's his own kid out there. What good are his rules if anything happens to him? I don't know, Mr. Munford, but I do know he won't lower another boat. Maybe that's why he never has any trouble with his crews. They know he ain't never even bent a rule. I ain't the best master in the trade for nothing, Mr. Linford. Yeah. I'd lower another boat, but not him. Never. Don't do it. You can't quit ship without order. You've seen nothing and you've heard nothing. Is that clear, Mr. Linford? Yes, sir. Hold your arms. The The girl must have come back on him. Made little enough pieces of it. We We do exactly that, Mr. Rumley. We'll start another circle. Now bend those arms. How much longer before it'll be light, Mr. Well, it's hard to say, Jig. It's about three more hours, boy. The problem couldn't live through the daylight, couldn't it, sir? Yeah, could boy, but sure how much longer we can hang on to this wreckage? He's going to be all right. Sir. He's in his bunk. I think he'd like to see you. Mr. Linson, as a man, I'm grateful beyond all measure for what you've done. Well, I don't know how to it, I guess that doesn't matter, sir. Well, not the words to tell you how grateful Mr. Lincoln Thank you, sir. But, is. But in doing what you did. You jeopardize the safety of this vessel and her entire crew, for which I am fully responsible. Now, um, was there any question in your mind that you were violating my authority? None. <laughs> Mr. Lunsford, as of this moment you leave the duty. We'll continue taking away until we have to put the port supply. Likely well We'd be pretty sure of eh? In the meantime, you have the freedom to discuss them. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I... I want you to know I don't take no pleasure in the doing of this. I have no quarrel with it, Captain yet. Is there anything else, sir? No, nothing else Mr. be Thank you, sir. Oh. return with act three of down to the sea and ship i'd like you to meet a special guest miss jean Miller, the charming daughter of a very good friend of mine the casting director at 20th century fox you've lived with pictures all your life haven't you jean you've done so, mr keeley because i was born in hollywood and went to school here but professionally i've traveled with an eye nice show to cuba done a stage show in chicago and tv work there mm, all excellent preparation for a screen career well oh, that's in the back of my mind but right now, I still have a year to travel. Well, you might try a golfing career like Ben Hogan. You know, the son, Glenn Ford, and Ann Baxter, do a moving interpretations of Hogan and his wife Valerie. And the sacrifices they go through to begin in the professional golf. I'm afraid my score isn't getting up. But I've always been a great admirer of Ben Hogan. My greatest regret is missing him a better one for last time goes open when he came out like a chance. Yes, too bad you missed it, Gene. I was fortunate enough to have been there. Mr. Keith and June Havrick, as Hogan's close friends, make follow the sound a life of fortune. Now, what's the next stop on your circuit, Jean? I'm not quite sure, Mr. Keeney, but I always keep my suitcase half-packed. I hope that includes Lux Quakes, Jean. It certainly does, Mr. Kennedy. I'm never without it for lingerie and stockings wherever I go. And if New York, is more wonderful than it ever was. Thank you, Jean Mayberry. That's what so many screen stars tell us. June Havrick is practically a commuter to New York and Europe and never goes without a box of Lux flakes tucked in her suitcase. There's a mighty good reason why stars like Anne Baxter and June Havoc insist on Lux. New Lux with color freshener is perfect care for Langerie. White laces stay whiter than ever. Delicate colors look gloriously alive. Prints fresher than spring. Stocking colors still look clearer. Washable silks, rayons, nylons, and gossamer cottons couldn't look lovelier, couldn't be safer. But don't just take my word for it. Try it yourself. Get a big box of Lux cloaks tomorrow. Get your slips and nighties, your washable negligees and house coats, all your personal washables, that's nice as new Luxlook. Lux. we pause now for section identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. and FM, New York. on Act Three of Down to the Sea in Ship, calling Richard Woodmark as Dan Lunsford and Lionel Barrymore as Captain Darington. Day by day, the pride of Bedford works her way farther south through interminable sands and treacherous airplanes into the home of Wales. And each passing day brings young Jed closer to the showdown with his grandfather. Until now. So I... I the talk to you as Master of the vessel. sir. Then I'd be obliged for you to speak out. Uh, I... I wish to be pretty sure in the call for Valparaiso, sir. Mm-hmm. I see. Why? I'd better not say, sir. Then I'll tell you. You're up concerning the discipline of Mr. Montford. Look at me, look at me, what Mr. Bunchgood did, and unless you're man enough to run your dick where it had to be. Uh-huh. I'm too thick to continue command. Oh, no, you're not that bad. I know how sick I am. You think I'm doing this with pleasure? You've got your vessel, Mr. Lunsford. All right, then the first thing we'll do is turn back from under the bed when it's has got me. You continue taking word. Well. Inform Mr. Sewell and the crew. That's all, Mr. Lundgren. but I'd hate to crowd it with the ice cream. Oh, we can't crowd it, Mr. Sue. That old man can smell it out if anybody so much as ties the knot he has not order. So we mm-hmm. can go around point at a time. All right, good. Remember, though, we've got to get him to monitor the barrel as fast as we can. Mr. Mercer, sir? Yes, yes. How sick is Mr. ship? I'm afraid it's pretty bad. Thanks. I thought I'd go in soon. I want to tell that story sick. That's not enough, kid. I do think he's been pretty tough with it, don't you? But maybe sometime you get a chance to look in his locker. You're, just, you're the one who's been my friend. You can't say something you don't mean. You can't. I of is the next voice, the next one, and the one after that. New Lots of Color Fashioners, Purple Seamals on the Tips of Their Own Bottoms. Superb from Hollywood Studios. New, new Lots of Color Fashioners at Burlington and Broadway. Well Jennifer Fox. <sighs> now here's Mr. Keenan with our ties, and of course we want them to come forward for a well-earned, deserved curtain call. Richard Whitmark and Lionel Barrymore. <laughs> I understand you're still making pictures about the Navy. Well, last time it was the Marines, still, and this time it's the Navy. A story of the valiant part the underwater demolition team played in the last war, better known as the Frogmen. Frogmen Yeah, I'm a Flake Man, my girl. You uh, you mean Lux Flakes? Of course, I mean Lux Flakes. <laughs> Did you think I was a much girl? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to our Fraud here. I trust Mrs. Widmark took plenty of lux along when you went on location to the Virgin Islands. Oh, sure, Bill. We had everything. And for the picture, 20th Century Fox took along seven explosion extras to rig up a gigantic invasion barrage, and uh, all sorts of technicians for filming the underwater sequence. It reminds me of the other heroes in the last war. The famous 447 major combat team. metro portum just justad van johnson in a picture about them, for go for both. Why what is the expression, uh, goes above me? Well, that shook the word. This <laughs> is <laughs> just what happens at its world premiere in Honolulu on May the 4th. And, uh, what's to be the premiere in the Lux Radio Theater next week, though? Next week, we'll have some especially fine entertainment. Because it's a family comedy. And what a family. It's the 20th-century Fox production of Cheaper by the Dozen. The Trials and Tribulations of Rearing Twelve Children. And a father... We'll have none other than an inimitable, incomparable perfectionist, Kristen West. <laughs> we'll recall it to a Bill. Good night. Good, good night. One of Hollywood's most winsome young stars is Diana Lynn. She's blonde and vivacious. Always has that precious, deadly look. For a quick beauty pickup, Diana says, there's nothing like a refreshing, rucksack bath. And what's in the new bath size is so luxurious. Have you tried this generous, satin and smooth basket Diana Lynn recommends? You'll be delighted with its rich, creamy lather, abundant even in hard water Active lather that leaves skin fresh and sweet. Lux lovely all over. The flower-like perfume is a favorite with screen time. It's a delicate perfume that's clean. Footluck store itself in the big bath size on your shopping list tomorrow. Discover why nine out of ten screen stars use this Rosalind White Beauty Show. The Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Lake, join me in inviting you to be with us again next Monday evening when the Lux Radio Theater presents Cheaper by the Dozen starring Clifton West. This is William Cutie during the night to you, Tom our cast tonight with Johnny McGovern as Jed, Bill Johnstone as Briggs, and Herbert Butterfield as Bush. Our play was adapted by S.H. Barnett, and our music was directed by Rudy Schrager. This is your announcer, John Milton Kennedy, reminding you to join us again next Monday night with her clips and web in Cheaper by the Dozen. Stay tuned for My Friend Irma, which follows over the same station. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. stay yes, tuned for My Friend Irma, starring Marie Wilson. Okay, so we have the car payment, the rent, utilities, and the repair bill. Ah, <sighs> what should we do? I know. I'm going to CashNetUSA.com. I can apply in minutes, get an instant decision, and if approved, we could have the money in our account as soon as the same business day. When you need money fast, be the hero. Go to cashnetusa.com to apply for the money you need now. The exact timing as to when your loan funds will be available will be determined by your banking institution. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide.